What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. And today we got a special guest. Let's there get into this. That's a hey, second. Karen. How That's are like you? Welcome to the Horror Chronicles. <laughs> Thank you. See, guys, see, horror fam, how easy it is to get on the show. Like, we, yeah. we literally are just yeah. having a conversation. Especially if you let JT figure out all the settings on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, hey, hey Karen, how are you? I am doing great. Fantastic, fantastic. Awesome. You awesome. coming through okay over there? Yes. You're coming through beautiful. Sweet, beautiful. sweet. So, yeah, we were kind of talking a little bit before uh, we started recording here. And uh, yeah, Karen was chewing our ass. She said, "You yes, fucking assholes!" Uh... <laughs> no, I will tell you this. Um, First of all, I hope you don't mind that Ryan curses like a sailor. Yes, so do I. Okay, cool. You yeah. two will get along great. I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I leave no, the room. I got no filter. <laughs> so, uh... My filter died the day I was born. Oh, yeah. I don't think I was born one. So, but yeah, no. Um, you had mentioned. Uh, Oh, matter of fact, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Since yeah, we, yeah, yeah. You know, my name is Karen, and I currently reside north of Houston. And I've been here, been in Texas forty years. Wow. So yeah, and I've lived everywhere but El Paso and Austin. Awesome. Holy awesome. cow! You've been all over the place. Yeah, military a, kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. And now you're part of the horror fam, and you got a hold of us, like we always ask people to do. And, yeah, but um, she actually did it. Exactly. You know, <laughs> got a hold of us and was like, hey, yeah, come on, show. So we're like, sweet. That's what we want to do. We want to have a conversation with you guys. And everyone, you know, it's, I don't know if they're scared or if they just think that oh, they're uh, scared. They're scared. <laughs> that's not going to work out good. May, you know, maybe a little bit of both, but it's just a conversation, really. I mean, I'm you telling s- you, you leave a bad taste in people's mouths, dude. I've never heard that. <laughs> That's a loaded statement. Uh, literally, loaded, literally, exactly, literally. <laughs> but uh, no, you had mentioned um, our last episode, and you said that we had forgot a couple movies. But I will say, we did an episode a, l- a little while back, and we were just doing like movie suggestions, and I did mention Trilogy of Terror. Um, and we did a whole episode on Phantasm already. Uh, Phantasm is probably one of my all-time favorite series of all time, period. It's, I mean, maybe my number one. And we talked about it on here. We did a whole episode on it. I love it. We can talk about it some more if you'd like. (laughs) Trilogy Trilogy of Terror literally made me afraid of any kind of voodoo-type dolls for years. Yeah. 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 I have but, my parents have a kitchen witch from Germany that looks like that stupid doll. <laughs> so what is it now? That's a kitchen what? It's called a kitchen witch from Germany. They're um used to protect homes oh, sweet. from nice. fire. Nice. And my parents brought it back from Germany and it looks like this gnarly witchy thing with this black hair. And after I saw Trilogy of Terror, that thing sat in a cabinet with the door closed with glasses in front of it for years. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. That's cool. I didn't, yeah, know, that's I cool. didn't know nothing about yeah, that kitchen witch. Heard of that. That's pretty cool. A kitchen witch. Yeah, so, kitchen witches protect your house from fire. Oh, sweet. That's sweet. What I supposedly. So far, it's worked. Oh, sorry. Um. 
That would be called a bathroom witch. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I'm just. But, uh, oh, yeah. but no, um, I mean, Phantasm is a great, great place to start off because I love. I actually just watched part three the other night. Uh, well, yeah, just Friday night I watched part three. Um, I love the whole series. It's a big part of my childhood. That's one of the. That's one of the first horror movies. The first horror movie I ever remember watching. Period. That was my second horror movie I ever saw. Yeah. The first one I ever saw was the Trilogy of Terror, and I was seven. Yeah. And yeah, my yeah. dad kept telling me, you don't want to watch this. You don't want to watch this. And I'm like, yes, I do. And then for three days, I couldn't look at that stupid thing in the kitchen. <laughs> and then Phantasm I saw when I was eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. eight or nine. Yeah. And it just spiraled out of control from there. Because yeah. I did, uh, my dad let me. My dad was hoping to cure my collecting of creepy dolls by letting me watch House of Dolls. Oh, where they came to life at night. Yeah, and that didn't work. It just made it worse. Yeah, yeah, and then we talk about that on the podcast quite often. How like, uh, you know, it's funny that this stuff that's supposed to be creepy and all that stuff, or you know, not the norm actually brings people together and <laughs> makes them fucking kind of connect. It's, it's pretty funny actually. Yeah. Well, I, kinda, I, I screwed my daughter up from the get go because I, at two, I let her watch gremlins. Yeah. And we, and I had the pink Barbie car with the stuffed gremlin and I pushed it down the stairs during that scene. And oh, <laughs> nice. I mean, right as she turns around, it's on the TV and it's in front of her. Yeah, and about three, she hated that thing until she was about 16. Nice. <laughs> keep the stuffed animal, oh, and she would hide it in her stuffed animals, and I would wait till she went somewhere, and then I would unpack it and put it in a prominent place. It was oh, like yeah. Gremlins was Elf on the Shelf year-round. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. that's awesome. Yeah, see, like for me, my son, uh, my oldest, I feel like uh, – I kind of screwed up with him because I let him watch, um, you know, like Annabelle and things like that ever since he was like two, something like that, three years old. And then my problem is, is that he loves it. So, <laughs> like, literally for his third birthday, he got Annabelle Curation. That's what he wanted for his birthday. And then, um, like, he now he's always wanting to watch Michael Myers. And, like, I'm kind of at that stage now where I'm like – I let him watch the paranormal stuff and maybe the werewolf and vampire stuff, but when it comes to serial killers, I don't want him to see. You don't want to scar him that bad yet. Yeah, with the violence, you know. That's one thing about seeing. Yeah, that's a monster. It's killing people yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's another thing. You say, hey, that's a human who has no soul, and he's fucking stabbing people and sticking <laughs> them to the fucking wall with a fucking butcher knife. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of hard daughter, to do. <laughs> my daughter was over the slasher movies by the time she was ten. She yeah, was like, nice. "Mom, the same." Pe she goes. She literally sat down at 10 years old watching movies and goes, he would wear high heels in the woods. Yeah, see? And it's common sense. And that's my son, too, because he asks questions all the time about everything. So he's like, well, what a, how is this possible if this? And how is this? And I'm like, look, man, you just got to watch the movie and just enjoy it for what it is, you know? Um, now, slasher films, uh, I let him watch Halloween H2O because that was the one of the series that really wasn't that bad. And he yeah, wanted that to was watch one of your imagination ones that made it worse. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I was like, well, he really wants to watch Michael Myers. I showed him a video of my son freaking out, running around, crying because I want to watch Michael Myers. And I'm like, <laughs> look, dude, 
So I let him watch that one. It's not too bad. You know, there's, so he liked it. I, uh, I'm kind of waiting to, for build up. So now my youngest son just turned four. He likes goosebumps and the shit like that, that I grew up on when I was little. Uh, so that, that's where I want to go with my oldest, but I kind of screwed up and let him watch shit ahead of that. <laughs> so I had to like kind of kick it back a little bit and be like, okay, we're going to go back to goosebumps and are you afraid of dark and then go from there. So it's working out pretty good now. So I don't I let my it. kids watch shit. <laughs> my wife said to me the other day, she said, you know why your dog bites you all the time? I said, why is that? She said, cause you were off work for a week. And you did nothing but watch horror movies. And that's where she got that shit from. <laughs> I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I let my daughter, my daughter, I, I raised her on, started her out with Poltergeist. And it got really creepy because the first Halloween that. Please not the remake. The, no, the original, the original only. Yes, 1982. Um, she literally did not want to pull in the backyard after that. And um, the other thing she did was is my dad had one of those old TVs and I caught her in the living room. My dad walked out of the room and she's literally in the dark room with the little white noise, you know, snow. And she goes, they're here. And she did the exact voice. And my dad looks at me and goes, it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, awesome. She freaked (laughs) my dad out. That was cool. And then the other one I raised around was the Goosebumps books. Yes. We started yeah, those. Sure. That was our traveling book. And then the other one was um, uh, Creepshow. Creepshow. Yes. yes. Fantastic. She's actually met the whole cast. She met the guy who did the voice for the Creepshow. Oh, nice. sweet. Awesome. Because yeah. she's the one that goes to Frightmare. Oh, right on. Right on. Yeah, I cannot wait yeah, to start we, going to We've been wanting to do some conventions, but man. She loves Oh, I know, but she loves Frightmare, and she actually, I had never actually walked in. I usually drop her off at the hotel and leave. I'm like, have fun. Yeah. She doesn't like to drive in Dallas. And um, she dragged me in there so I could watch the horror trailers and had me serenaded by dead zombies. Sweet. That was my that was uh, my welcome to Frightmare, and I was like, okay, I can deal with this. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's funny. You talk about goosebumps too. Uh, reading because my four year old just turned four actually in November, but he since he was like three, um, he wants my wife to read him uh, scary stories told in the dark. Oh, those are so great. She, she yeah. we got I yeah. uh, he hands out the little books uh, on Halloween, so I snatched one of those up on Halloween. And, uh, yeah, my son, just he wants my wife to read those to him now. That's what he wants to get read to him. Cool. Yeah, so. I mean, get them started now because then they won't be afraid later in life. They've already seen it all. Oh, yeah, it's, there's, there's zombie well, hunters. You know, but then the, there's the other side of that, though, is, you know, once you've had all this stuff pushed into your brain and, you know, it kind of takes away some of the, I don't know, the mystique of it. The, See, I keep it. I you keep know. that part. I debate with, that. Yeah. You keep it real. I keep it with. Well, you know, because my son, like my four year old, he'll come up to me and be like, "Dad, are ghosts real?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. like, "Yeah." yeah. Or he'd be like, "What?" He'd be like, "Bed right now." He'd be like, "I think there's a werewolf outside." I'm like, "Well, you better stay inside. Then you don't want a werewolf to get you." You know, I'll kind of let him. Yeah. That actually works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, exactly. that does work because my grandparents had a well in their backyard. And my grandmother was part Native American, and she very much 
never let our imagination die. Yeah. If nothing else, she escalated our imaginations. Yeah. Um, when you, she had 27 grandchildren. She always had eight grandchildren in the house at once. So when you have eight grandchildren in the house of different ages, talk about pushing creativity oh, yeah. and imagination. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She would let, we had one person, she would put something in their brain and it would escalate from there. Oh, yeah. We had my little brother convinced to stay out of the well in the backyard that the creature from the Black Lagoon lived in it. <laughs> and if you went in it, you were his dinner. Yeah. So yeah. he never went near the well. I never had to worry about him falling down the well. Yeah, see, and that's, yeah. Yeah, That's what works, you know. I mean, yeah, sometimes me and Lancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes having the imagination was great as a kid yeah. because oh, yeah. that part of my brain never shut down. You know, so I see more and hear more than most I pick up on stuff more than mm. most people do. Yeah. Well that's what that yeah. we we talk about that all the time. I mean, and that's like with me, um, I'm just a big kid at heart with that stuff because you know, you never lose that uh, imagination. And then once you keep that with you and then you figure out that things are actually there, there are certain things that, you know, like ghosts, mm -hmm. demons, possibly all this kind of, there's actual things out there. Um, that enthuses, and, and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Enthuses me even more than that, you know, uh, knowing that there's something else out there for real. And now I get to go as an adult and actually check this shit out. Yeah. And try you know, to prove it. Yeah. You know, um, like <laughs> I know he's going to hate this because what I'm about to bring up because I do it all the time now. <laughs> but uh, like my son, my oldest son watches Supernatural with me all the time. Like I literally, I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I told him. <laughs> I literally, yeah. yeah. I get the Winchester. Oh, shit. See? I collect them all. I literally just started watching that last November. Yeah, it was last. It was November end of the year last year. It was like November, and he hasn't shut up. About I'm thirteen. Time. I'm thir I'm, I'm on season. I'm almost done with season thirteen since November, and there's twenty three episodes in each one. Right, and then it drops to twenty two like after I know that. What size underwear Dean wears? Well, here's my no. thing about it. I everyone, don't even know what size underwear he wears. He probably doesn't. <laughs> everyone for years. No, that would like, be Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone for years is like, hey, you got to check this out. It's right down your alley. And to me, I was just like, ah, I seen the posters. And I'm like, oh, you guys just want me to watch these because there's pretty boys on here doing whatever, you know. But then I watch. I'm like, fuck it. I'll finally watch it. Um, and I was like, fuck. Because I loved like the first episode. Mm -hmm. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I'm going to want to watch this. Yeah, we watched well, it for about a year and a half. And I just, I don't know. We both kind of got burned out on it. It depends. Talking. Well, you got to understand with Supernatural, season one through four were great. You had five, six, and I think seven of where uh, it was kind of like iffy because they went away from the original storyline, storyline, yeah. mm -hmm. which was a monster a day, you know, a monster yeah, a yeah. week. And then they went back to that, but added in a bigger storyline. Yes, huge. But you had the monster a week's. Which made more sense to me, but I like the fact that Supernatural, Walking Dead, those kind of sh Hold up. made Hold up. made horror cool again. <laughs> Hold on a second. You froze up for a second there. Oh, 
No, Supernatural and Walking Dead made it cool again. Oh yeah, it made yeah, it yeah, yeah, cool again. Yeah. Well, what's what's what I was going to get at too with Supernatural is the reason why I brought it up is because my son now. What's really cool about that show, and I'm like I said, I'm on season thirteen now, almost done with it, is that they bring every fucking thing together. That's so, right. like in this world, there's not just world. This world, there's fucking multiple dimensions, and Loki, more dimensional beings. Well, yeah. Well, so Loki. So like Loki and Gabriel, the archangel, in the in the show, mm-hmm. they butt heads. They fight each other. You know. So they bring all this shit together. Everything is real. So like, and my oldest son, he's very smart kid. Had to have got it from his mom. He damn sure didn't get it from me. But uh, he's a very intelligent kid, and so is my youngest. But like, uh, he asks questions. He knows things, and he's like, "So how is this and this together?" And I'm like, "Well, that's how it is." I think. He asked me, like, what do you believe there's – I'm like, I think there's dimensions. I think there's different levels of different things. There's another world out there, you know? And uh, he soaks all that in. He really likes it because it brings all this stuff in, but they also, in between, they kill fucking monsters and shit like that, you know? And But they also don't go against the core paranormal. Yeah, yeah. What's up, horror fam? Welcome to the Supernatural edition of the Horror Chronicles. <laughs> He's really he's he's pissed he right now. Sidetrack for a second. I'm, I'm hey, sorry. I'm not pissed at all. I just hey, I, I don't watch it. I haven't watched it in I don't know ninety seven years. It's just uh, a different genre of horror. It's wait till just I tell. Wait, side of it. wait till I tell him we're going to do a whole series on Supernatural. Oh, oh lord! <laughs> you may have to get you may have to get guest host. We you will. may have to get guest host and let him take a vacation. Nice. Oh no nice. no 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 I'll no no. He's going to sit here and listen. <laughs> I was trying to give you an out. We'll, we'll, out. <laughs> we'll have guest hosts. Like, he don't have to say shit. But we, he's can't, listen. we can't do that until you let me do the Conjuring universe. We are going to do that for sure. That'd be actually kind of cool. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we got so much in the works. It's just, it's a lot of stuff would have happened in 2020, but with this whole this bullshit, yeah. really fucked. I mean, we uh, still you know, it's weird. We've still been getting together every week and trying to, you know, we did take a couple of weeks off during the holidays this year. Uh, that's why, sorry, everybody, you didn't get a new episode last week, but uh, we took one day actually off. We recorded some episodes ahead of time, you know, but uh, yeah, the, this 2020 really screwed us up. You know, 2020 we're will be a cuss word from here on out. Yeah. yeah. You know, and but my thing is, is that, you, you know. You can go 2020 yourself, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Somebody's going to go, so how was your week? It was so 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. You know, and the thing is that we still did good. Our, our, um, our horror fam, as you know, we call them. Everyone is still growing. Our Facebook page is still growing. It just sucked because we really had a lot of stuff planned on doing some investigations this in twenty twenty. We had plans on we had some conferences set up conferences. Well, now it's, you can plan big and better investigations. Oh, yeah, 100, no, a hundred percent. Trust me, we have so much going on. And I was telling JT, we've got a book over here of stuff that we're it's looking at that is going to be crazy. I was telling JT, you know, eventually we're going to have to get some people who are you know in the horror fam to help us out. You know, but hey, who, who, you know, figure out who we, who we need and who we can trust enough to maybe put them as an admin on the Facebook page yeah. and have them be able to make posts and things like that. And right. then we're going to have connections with people like you in Texas, you know, um, we'll have connections. Now you come there. to Texas, I will show you all the haunted spots. Of oh, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be, it's I mean, going to happen. Go oh, no, I'm sorry. Over, I'm sorry. I've spent over 20 years here. 
So, and I have had some freaky experiences. Nice, here. and you're going to tell us about all those. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, one big thing, uh, if we can uh, get away with it, we're going to try and hit uh, Texas for the Frightmare. Yes. I think y'all would love it. Even yeah. if you just go as, as just weekend visitors for the whole mm -hmm. thing and enjoy the ambiance, it is my daughter always loves to go. Even if she doesn't have money, she's like, you get to hang out with people. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. Like for us this year, we're going to try and make it. And if we do, we're going to go just for ourselves. Yeah. Get a layout of it, see how it works, maybe make some connections while we're down there. And then the next year, hopefully uh, get a booth or maybe possibly. And then. Yeah, see, things. like this year, this year we've got an invitation to the Haunted America Conference in Alton. So we're uh, going to hit that. Where's Alton? Up. Uh, Illinois. Alton, Illinois. Oh, okay. Alton, Illinois is considered one of the most haunted small towns in America. I would and think that would be to Gettysburg. If you, well, but Gettysburg is a big town. Oh, uh, well, small town. when I went, it wasn't a big town. <laughs> well, well, uh, do, do you ever read books about the paranormal? Constantly. Uh, have you heard of the author Troy Taylor? Yes. Okay. Troy Taylor is from Alton. Every okay. year he does this conference called the Haunted America Conference. Mm -hmm. And we're actually, we, we were supposed to be there last year, uh, and they ended up canceling it, so we're going this year. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I just got tickets for uh, Transworld, the Halloween Expo in St. Louis. I'll be hitting that up this year. Uh, and y'all are in Missouri, stuff we right? Got going on. Yes. Yep. Okay. I have to yeah. keep track of my people here because yeah, yeah, yeah. I found y'all through Jerry and Tracy. Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I'm the yeah, one it's, that did it's funny. their plaque. Right. Do what? I'm the one that did their plaque. You're kidding me. Oh, my no. God. That's killer. You did an awesome job on that. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. I do all the – I do um, altar tables and all sorts of stuff like that, and – that he had talked about getting a sign. I was like, dude, let me burn your logo. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. That turned out killer. Thanks. Hell yeah. Um, he forced me to start an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry is uh, fantastic. It was really funny. When we first got started, I uh, sent Jerry a message through Facebook, and it was funny because I just, you know, I just sent him a message. Hey, would it ever be possible for us to have a conversation? And he was he messaged me back like immediately. He was like, absolutely. And he didn't know me from Adam, never even heard of me, you know? And, uh, he was like, you want to do it through Facebook or you want to do it over the phone? I said, can we do it over the phone? And I sent him my phone number and he was like, sure. I'll, he said, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm going to make an hour long drive. I'm driving from one store to another. I'll call you whenever I get on the road. And like 20 minutes later, he calls me and it was funny because I was at work. And when I saw my phone ring, I was like, who the fuck is that? Uh, Shit. Okay. Now, you know, anyway, yeah. I expected to be on the phone with him like five, 10 minutes at the most. We were on the phone for over an hour. It he, was insane. Him and, he is him so, and Tracy are the one that got person. me hooked on podcast. Yeah. He is such a good person. He just, he really is. He has helped us out tremendously. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's like, like I was telling, you know, JT, when I said we should start a podcast, because I'm the first thing out of my mouth was what the fuck's a podcast? Because <laughs> like I'm here, I, I work, you know, I work for a delivery and now company. Now I are one. Yeah, <laughs> I work for a delivery company, so I listen to podcasts for fucking twelve hours a day. 
you know, while I'm driving around. I was listening to him for eight hours a day because I was in aerospace and I did all the data entry for aerospace. Yeah, see, so, and I, I work for a delivery company, so while I'm oh, driving. Damn, she's way too smart to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our IQ levels just went up a fucking ton. But, uh, no, um, you know, I listen to Jerry's smart. Yeah, I is smart. But uh, I was a college graduate. But uh, I listened to Jerry and Tracy. I actually introduced him. I was like, dude, you should check them out. They're pretty cool. I like their <laughs> that stuff. was so funny. Man, you got to listen to Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> goes, oh, man, it's not what you think. I'm like, here I am I, expecting to hear Bubba talk about moonshine or something, you know? And I'm like, let's see. I told my boyfriend, we were taking, when we were going to Frankmare, I'm like, I have downloaded all these podcasts. We're going to listen to them. We've got a three and a half hour drive let's rock and it comes on and he heard the this is hillbilly horror stories and he went what yeah and i was like i was like sweetheart this is called the southern version of paranormal you'll be fine you'll fit right on in yeah yeah he goes he goes no i like them they're funny yeah Yeah. now he's doing the dad jokes from graveyard tales nice nice yeah see and then like um i also got into listening to uh jerry and trey or not jerry tracy but a fucking um oh i haven't listened to him in a minute now because i just haven't had time but uh real ghost stories online yes brewski yeah um they are they're right up the road from us actually uh they're only about three hours away it's like a hub of y'all in like four little states yeah well you know the thing is is that it's uh it's like a, I don't know. Uh, I think out here, it's a conglomeration of shit, is what it is. Well, yeah, yeah. it's a big shit show. No, but out here, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. I know in Texas, yeah, what it's else huge. are we gonna do? Play checkers? Yeah, I know I mean, Texas what? is huge too, but like, I mean, you got the history of the of those states. That, that's yeah. a very long and deep history. Yeah, I'm on the coast of Texas, gotcha. so not only, I mean, I am 80 miles inland from Galveston, Texas. Gotcha. So I'm literally 30 miles north of Houston. And her address is one, two, three, four. So, oh, no. <laughs> not quite. Um, <laughs> there's kidding. a lot of those over here, but not mine. Yeah. Um, and because of that, not only do I think a lot of what our problem is, is we get the natural disasters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. we have the 1900 storm. Uh-huh. And that affected from Louisiana coast to just south of Houston. Yeah. Yeah. With a Cat 5 hurricane. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of those are right there. Yeah. And what's cool about it now is that you know, with the podcast thing is that it's, it's bigger than, it's getting bigger than everything else. You know, I mean, yeah. everything, news, freaking TV. Everybody's got a podcast now. Well, what's cool about it too, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's cool about it? But you're though, on one. Exactly. Well, yeah, you know, and what's cool about it is, is that even though a lot of people have podcasts, there's room for everyone. Yeah. There's no, for us and for a lot of people, just like freaking uh, Jerry and Tracy, there's no competition. We no. all, it's, we're all it's, here to lift each other up. And that's what's cool. It's, it's just like-minded people and we all can get together did you and do this? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I can't take him anywhere. Shit happens. <laughs> you're showing you're showing the fact you're an eighties child. Stop. I was telling you, I was just telling him that. <laughs> you know, it's when you start doing this all the time that you got a problem. Yeah. yeah. I was just telling him that. I was like <laughs> we were talking about eighties movies and stuff. Uh and like we do uh, this all the time. Yeah. I do too. 
<laughs> yeah, but so, hey, I got an idea. Let's talk about something. Why don't we let her yep. tell some stories? Well, we get whatever. We got her on here for. We're just, hey, we got her on there just to We're have. Talking to have, about yourself, Ryan. To have con- I haven't really been talking too much about myself. <laughs> I think I've been pretty good this time. Just, just kidding. So okay. asshole. Galveston. <laughs> Galveston. Tell us some creepy shit in Galveston. Oh, I can tell you some creepy shit about Galveston. Well, first of all, Galveston is unique because if you stand, the seawall has been raised by 15 feet. If you stand at the base of that seawall, that's how high the island used to be. And because of that, it was basically, I think they said it was like four feet above sea level. So when the 1900 storm came through, it pushed everything inland that was wood and pretty much the Strand and Broadway Street, which is the main street through Galveston, survived. Why? Because everybody else's homes created a debris field. Wow. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, see, and there's uh, a lot of depth It was there, a 15-foot huh? storm surge over the island. Wow. So Galveston's and actually an island. Yes, it actually is a full island connected to Houston by a bridge. Nice. And then if you want to go eastward, you have to go a ferry. Wow. A 30-minute ferry ride to Bolivar. That's and Galveston, is, originally, it was a little bit smaller because you had the port that came right up on the strand. But when they rebuilt the seawall, they expanded out uh, about a quarter of a mile. Yeah. So, so they added a quarter mile to it. So was I'm assuming there's a lot of death in that storm. Oh, uh, 3,525 people that they know of. Wow. Not just yeah. for Galveston, but for all of the area. Yeah. See, and I was talking, it kind of brings up, you know, talking about hauntings and haunted places, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily it's the land that's haunted, you know? So you've got all that, all that energy there. With Galveston, when you drive down Broadway, you're driving over dead bodies. That's crazy. They ran out of place. Yeah. They ran, uh, the ones they could not identify, they originally took them out to sea and they floated back in. So that didn't work. So they started either burying them right there uh along in front of houses wherever or they burn them and mix them into the soil yeah wow yeah that happens well that's what what was it um which pin was it the one in um jefferson city that they had the mass Uh, grave yeah they had a mass grave just underneath the the foundation missouri state penitentiary there's a mass grave underneath the north parking lot i think yes and so what happens is is Galveston, you have um, several buildings that are extremely old that are original to Galveston. One of them being John, well, what's left of John Lafayette's, uh, Lafitte's um, house. He burned it to the ground before he left. So his foundation's still there. You have a building called the Ewing, Ewing, Ewing Building that belongs to uh, UTMB uh, College of Medicine that a face is on it. And I have seen the face personally as they were stand blasting it. And it was wow. appearing on the sheet of concrete above it. As they like sand blasting. It's like a big uh, concrete building with the concrete slabs, mm-hmm. like uh, 12 mm-hmm. by 12 foot slabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were sandblasting it. It was on the second story in the corner. They were sandblasting it and it was appearing above it as we were standing there. 
Holy shit. Wow. Wherever they were sandblasting it, that was appearing above it. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, so like, and they, they don't know who the face belongs to. There's a bunch of rumors, but there's no actual proof of who it is. Okay. There's stories that it's Mr. Moody, who was part of Galveston. He's part of creating Galveston. You had the Moody's and the Sealy's. They were, the, were kind of like the Hatfields and McCoy's of Galveston, gotcha. except with money. Yeah. They were rich. Their houses mimic each other. One's a little bigger than the other. Mm-hmm. One has more stained glass. And they pretty much ran all of Galveston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened was is that some of the rumors are okay, that it's either Mr. Moody, yeah, Mr. Moody or or Mr. Seeley. Um, but there's no concrete evidence of who the face is. Wow. Some even say it's a murder victim that is portraying his his murderer's face. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. There's all sorts of stories. And there's been weird things that happened. They actually had to shut it off. You can't get to it no more. Because a lady was in her car and it was in park. Her keys were not in the car. And the car went into neutral and went into the water and she drowned. Wow. Wow. So uh how how uh difficult would it be to get to some of these places if we like if we plan to make a trip in Galveston, the only one you can't get get to is the Ewing building now. Gotcha. That's okay. The one they blocked off. You can still get to the lighthouse, the Bolivar lighthouse. Um, they do tours of it. Most of the homes they do historical term t- tours on all the cemeteries are open and all of Galveston is pretty much open. I mean, you can walk through the Walmart where the old orphanage used to be. Trust me, I've walked around Walmart here, and there's plenty of scary shit there. Oh, no, this one, where the old orphanage used to be in the 1900s storm, it was, what happened was, is two nuns tied up eight of the orphans, two of them, and they were sucked out of the building, and they drowned. That's fucking And the, the Walmart was built over where the orphanage is now. Ah, so you, it is not unusual to go through the, go through the toy department and things move or or mechanics come on their own. See, I wonder. That's cool. That is sorry. That just reminded me of a, a fucking unsolved mysteries episode I seen one time about the little, it was a Toys R Us store, and uh, the guy, the guy was um, closing up or whatever, and he said, and it showed. I remember the reenactment. It had like a little train set set up in the middle of the fucking yeah. aisle and it was going yeah. I've I don't seen that one. I, yeah that's reminded me of that one but uh <clears throat> see and that's the thing like places like texas is so big and there's a lot there's been so much uh ah uh, what's the word i'm looking for trauma there basically on the lane destruction so. and insanity yeah yeah you know so <laughs> and that's what's cool about it my thing is is that I really want to go to these places and check them out and do yeah. some investigations. Oh, yeah. But I also know that you got to be like for us, I would have to bring some security with us just because you just never know. It would probably be a blanket. My, my, <laughs> secu- <laughs> my tickle me Elmo. <laughs> You'll be good. I've got Onyx. I've got Sage. You're good. Nice, yeah. Nice. I've got AR 15s. and <laughs> <laughs> You won't have that problem down here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Galveston, Galveston still wa- only if you drive through Houston proper, and you just stay on the freeway, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. When we do this, it's gonna be this is gonna that'll be a big trip for us, you know. 
Um, yeah, when we go on a trip, Ryan's packing heat and I'm packing <laughs> snacks. Yes. Uh, yes. I pack both. So yeah, we're good. there you go. I'm just glad that uh, Texas is a carry state, so <laughs> I'll be able to fucking. That is true. We are. You know. So so tell us about this lighthouse. Bolivar Lighthouse survived the 1900 storm. Um, it is currently, actually, matter of fact, two of my friends' great grandparents survived the 1900 storm in the lighthouse. Oh shit! Wow. That's awesome. They survived their wedding night in the lighthouse. Holy crap! That's cool as shit. Um, they were actually um, just married. Survived a hurricane. Yeah, they they had gotten married the day before they were about to go on their honeymoon, and they ended up having to go to the lighthouse because the train was blown over by a wave. Wow! Wow! Um, because the train cool. tracks used to go along the edge of uh, Bolivar. There's no train tracks there anymore. They're now inland. Um, and they all ran to the lighthouse because the lighthouse keeper, it was the only thing they could see in the wind and the rain. And the lighthouse keeper got them all in there from the train, the survivors. And they survived the 1900 storm halfway up the lighthouse. Wow. That'd be so crazy. You know? And um, there are pictures of them on their 20th wedding anniversary. They, they went back to the lighthouse and stood in front of it. That's cool. That's and took cool. pictures. And so, like, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> I got a question. Okay. I know you lived all around Texas, mm -hmm. mostly. What's the most haunted spot you've lived in? Um, I would have to say, actually, for me, it's a toss-up between Fort Worth and here. It's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because. I know that, uh, I guess I should probably say, what do they consider the most haunted spot in Texas? Um, they kind of bounce around between San Antonio because you have all the missions and the Alamo. Uh-huh. But I've been to all of those, and I've never had an experience at any of them, ever. Yeah. Um, there are places out in far west Texas. There's an entire ghost town in far west Texas. Oh, yeah. um, that it, I mean, literally, it's a ghost town from the 1800s. And now, granted, this was back when I was eight. And it was completely abandoned. It looked like somebody, like they had all just disappeared. There were still coats hanging in the, That's in cool the doors shit. and stuff. We found it by accident. Yep. Yeah, it was, this was creepy because it was in the middle of the desert of Texas. Um, oh, yeah. Out toward Big Ben. And gotcha. we happened upon it by accident. We were just driving down the road, took a wrong turn, and drove up on it. And my dad was like, oh, this would be cool to explore. And I'm like going, no, no, it's not. It's not cool. <laughs> See, that's me. Um, All right, let's stop yeah. the car. <laughs> well, stop the, the car. Problem, I want to get out. My problem was, was that I, at eight, I was extremely open. There were no filters between me and whatever plane Mm -hmm. that the dead are on and i literally could see people walking around Fuck but yeah. they weren't in the right clothing they weren't in our clothing they were in old clothing and i'm like dad no no we don't belong here we are interrupting something <laughs> see that'd be cool uh, that's where i yeah. want to go <laughs> yeah. well it was like it was like the whole town was all busy like they were living there and i could see them and my dad's like 
My dad's like, it's a ghost town. And I'm like, quite literally, dad, yeah. it's a ghost yeah. town. And you are correct. Are, I'm like, they are not happy we are here because they're all staring at us and they are not happy. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, he had to go look around and it got weird because the wind picked up where there was no wind and the clouds rolled in. And I was like, a storm's coming. Let's go. Come on. Get the car. Let's go. Yeah, that'd be cool shit. Oh, that yeah. was not cool at eight years old when you <laughs> see that and you don't know what you're seeing. Now I'm like, well, that would be kind of cool to go back and try it out. But yeah, you know, my sure. brain at eight was like, this is not normal. Overload, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like my brain went into shock for 30 seconds. And my dad's mm-hmm. like, come on, you want to? No, I don't, Dad. I want to stay in the car where I'm safe, but from the glass to us. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, I guess at eight, that probably would have been a little, uh, a little weird. <laughs> well, see, my my parents and my grandparents never did the. It's just your imagination. You know, yeah, I used to see my great grandfather in my grandmother's home, and I'd be like, "It's Grandpa Noble. He's walking around, and he's mad at us because we didn't put our clothes up, because our clothes would move." And my grandmother didn't do it. The kids didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But they would be like all hung up in the morning. Hell yeah, and. I'd tell my grandmother, why did Grandpa Noble put her clothes up? And she would be like, because you didn't do what you were told, so he was doing it for you. She never said, it's just your imagination. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we didn't have those filters as kids. Every child in my family had some kind of sixth sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would pick up people's emotions before they even, you know, got out of their cars in the driveway. I yeah. could, I would be like, my aunt's mad. I'm leaving the room. And she would come in storming, slamming doors. And my grandmother was like, well, she's mad. You're right. Mm-hmm. And she never said, it's your imagination. You yeah. know, um, my dad goes on the, if he has a bad, if his gut feeling tells him don't get on a plane, he's not getting on a plane. Mm-hmm. I've seen Final Destination too. I ain't yeah. <laughs> This is way before Final Destination. Actually, we nearly were in a plane crash. Uh, We were flying from San Antonio to Fort Worth. We were only going for a weekend. And we were going to get on the plane. And my dad goes, no, we're going to rent a car. We're going to drive up. We're we're not getting on this plane. And about halfway, we hit Austin. And we had it on AM radio because my dad used to to listen to Coast to Coast AM. Mm -hmm. And my dad goes... My dad, it, yeah, it broke in, it broke in breaking news that the flight we were on crashed in Dallas. Wow. It was hit by a microburst and only three people, the stewardesses survived it. Wow. After that, I never questioned my dad going, no, we're not doing this. I'm just like, okay, let's, let's let's go his plan. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we missed our opportunity to ask her the big question. What big question? About if you believe in ghosts. Yes, I believe in ghosts. <laughs> well, we kind of we, we kind of already we kind of figured that out. Yeah. But, uh, I believe in ghosts. I believe in witches. I believe in various religions. So. Um, I don't jack with voodoo dolls. <laughs> do you know anybody who practices Wicca? Not Wicca, but paganism. I would even like. We to would talk be to interested in that. I oh, we're gonna have to have a complete conversation about that at some point. Yes, I mean we've already been on here for what almost an hour now. Yeah, well, look to the I do all the, yeah, right there, the yeah. I do all the altar stuff. Yeah, I 
I have the tapestry, everything. I do the tarot cards. I've been a practicing pagan for 20 years. Yeah, see, because... Nice, nice. Like, uh, I'm like, was it 45, 46% Irish? And I've been... I've always felt connected to more of a, you know, paganistic kind of light way The Dreads and the Gaelics. Yeah, you know. Um, and so Did I'm a... Did you just call you? Yeah. Dreads <laughs> and Gaelics. Gaelic. But, uh, no, I... Um, we got to get you back on for that oh, yeah, conversation, for sure. just to for talk sure. about uh, paganism and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I have friends that practice anywhere from Nordic religions to Italian to Italian. I have no friends that do voodoo. Um, I've been to New Orleans a couple of times, and there's mucho respect for that. And um, I do a little bit of your, Native American. You put American. your ex on Marie Laveau's grave? No, I have not. I have not gotten to do that. Uh, we went when we went. It was nine o'clock at night, and we were going to Bourbon Street, and that was it. Hell yeah, party Time on! To get drunk. And the best thing that I got to see was my one thing I always wanted to see when I went to New Orleans. I was like, oh. nope, not quite. No, no, no. She sees um, every day. Yeah, I have my own thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I. And did. if no, you yeah. don't. He's got no, big old puffy nipples. You, you, you would have back problems. Trust me. <laughs> um, because you want bigger and better, so yeah. you end up with back problems. That's the story of our life. <laughs> yeah, it's been the story of mine too. She's like, who the fuck am I talking to? <laughs> no, the sad thing is, this is like having a conversation with my boyfriend, which makes it even worse. Yep, um, he's gonna walk in the room and be like, "What the hell is going on in here?" <laughs> no, he, he, if he was actually here, it would be worse because he would just be feeding it. Yeah, he really would. <laughs> Um, we've already nice. been stereotyped in New Hampshire, so uh, yeah. that was fun. And he just ran with it, and it took six hours, and they never figured it out. <laughs> oh, God. They thought we rode horses. They thought we had a ranch and an oil rig, and the best part about it, he left hints because they were like, what's your ranch's name? South Fork. Nice. Fucking Dallas all the way. Exactly. <laughs> and they were literally trying to pawn their My name's J.R. Ewing. Us. He literally told him, "Oh, wait. the guy asked us how many ca how many cattle did we have to get up to get the truck to from Dallas to New Hampshire?" And literally, my other half tells them only two, and they were big. And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh Lord, they thought we had a hundred and fifty thousand acre ranch." Nice. I'm like, "Do you realize how big that actually is, people?" Yeah, no shit. But yeah. I've been and see, he feeds stuff like that, so this is normal right okay, now. Okay, all right, cool. You know, I'm actually being good because my mind hits gutter and just keeps going. I, uh, you don't have like, to be good on this show. This is I'm a Jerry Pauly show. <laughs> yeah, I sit in the eighth layer of gutter, gutter daily, okay? I'm the one that drives down the road and goes, good God, can she pack that any tighter into her outfit? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, but I'm done. I said that about Ryan when he walked in tonight. Uh, <laughs> happens. <laughs> happens. We all have those days. I can pack that thing in there. Thank God for Manscaped. <laughs> Speaking of Nice words. segue oh. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, how you pack all that in those pants? What's it take to get into them things? He said, you could start by buying me a drink. Yes. <laughs> I said, no. Sweet talk. You know what? 
Hey, I'm the one they told. Uh, I'm the one they told one of my friends. You know, it, it takes it. What was it? It takes um, three layers of uh, baby oil and a really, really, really good shoehorn to get my pants on. Nice, <laughs> nice. Hell well, yeah! And I managed to do it while they were drinking coffee, so they ended up wearing their coffee. Yeah, that's the best. I like scaring shit out of people when they're doing things that shouldn't be scaring people when they're doing it. Yeah, that's my, <laughs> so uh, that's, my, that's my daughter when she walks in a room because she comes up behind me and just stands there. <laughs> and then I'll turn around. She's right there. I'm like, don't do that. I do that to my she wife go, all the time. Well, she, she keeps telling me she's trying. She's waiting to see if the life insurance policy will actually work. What, what's crazy is when you're laying in bed and you're like, man, I feel like somebody's looking at me and you roll over and the kid's standing right beside the bed just staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> that is my daughter growing up. Especially we don't have any kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That well, would what be all my neighbors. Say all the time, there's nothing, nothing better than the, the sound of children's laughter until it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you don't have kids. <laughs> or you, you well, that and you live in an apartment. That's even worse. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I got to say, I definitely want to uh, – get you on again we'll schedule it out we'll talk after before we hang up yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh but yeah to talk about paganism i definitely want to get into that yeah for sure and we you know um we want to talk some more about some texas stuff things like that yeah you know um yeah, for sure so uh i just had some off the wall stuff so where is the weirdest place you've ever been weirdest or scariest or both uh, both that would be Demon's Road. We just heard about that. Yeah. We, we were Demon's just... Road is in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is 45 minutes north of me. Um, I had a friend that lived there, uh, lived in Huntsville, and we, this is, gets a little weird, but I was at her house for a party, and I had a couple of glasses of wine, and we all got to talking about haunted places in the area, because uh-huh. I'm not from Huntsville. And she was like, yeah, there's a cemetery up the road. And I'm like, okay, so what's so special about the cemetery? And she's like, you have to see it to believe it. And I'm like, okay, maybe some other time because I never trust see it or believe it when I've been drinking. Right. right. So we go out looking for other parties. And, um, I mean, it's Huntsville. You have pastor parties. Yep. So we were all the clubs were closed, so we were looking for the pastor parties. And there were none. So she starts going down this road. And it's a dirt road. Part of it's dirt road. Part of it's concrete. And the trees overline the road. So that was that road. Yeah. I, I sent, now, I for sent you people the, that don't know what she's talking about, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Bowden Road. Yes. Yes. It's called Bowden Road in Huntsville, Texas. But everybody calls it Demon's Road. And when you pull up on this road, there's an abandoned house on the corner on each end of this road. Okay. And there are people that live on this road, but they live so far back that you don't really see the houses. Okay. And you go down this road and this is a moonless night and I'm stupid enough to let her drive my car. She turns the headlights off. (laughs) My first response is what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Turn them damn lights back on. This is my only mode of transportation. You wreck my car into a tree. I've got no excuse. And she's like, she's like, chill, chill, calm. And I'm like, 
I'm like, no, you're driving my car without headlights. And she goes, <laughs> look out the window, stupid. So I look out the window. The road is glowing. It's not like glow stick glowing. Right. It's like that soft white light type glow. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's the moon. So I roll down my window and I look up and there is no moon. It's a moonless night. All you see is stars. We are in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm sober, but that's freaky. Yeah. And I literally looked at her and went, what did you put in my drink? <laughs> and she goes, I didn't put nothing in your drink. I'm like, yes, you did. You will put something in my drink. She's like, no, no, I didn't. So we keep going down this road. And the car is tugging. So I figure it's because of the dirt. You know, dirt road, sedan. It's going to tug in the dirt. And we turn left onto this road, and it's covered in pine needles. The only part of the road that's covered in pine needles, it leads up to a cemetery. And we get out of the car. She points the headlights at the chain link fence. And we get out of the car, and I'm like, is this what you were talking about? And she's like, yeah, it is. So there's i mean it's a summer night in texas you have every bug you can think of mm -hmm. making noise there's a soft breeze and you can feel the wind and i mean it sounds like you know the crickets and the locusts are having a heyday and we walk into the cemetery gates there's not a sound cemetery it just gate. died yeah. it yeah. literally died there was nothing you look up and the trees are swaying but there's no wind. You don't feel it. Wow. But you hear no crickets, no bats, no nothing. And we start, she's wandering around the cemetery. There's a bench. I use my lighter to make sure that it's not a headstone. And I sit <laughs> down and I'm looking toward the back of the cemetery and she's out there. You know, I can see her flicking her lighter, reading the headstones. Mm -hmm. I'm in awe that there's no sound. Right. You know, I'm sitting here going, Whoa, and I feel completely peaceful inside yeah. a cemetery in the middle of the night. And I can occasionally off to my left see like little flashes of light. So I figure it's light bugs mm -hmm. and come to find out later it's not. Um, and we stay there for like two hours and then we leave. And as soon as you open the gate and you step outside that cemetery wall all the crickets locusts bugs and mosquitoes decided to ascend and yeah. i felt the wind again and i'm like whoa yeah that's weird <clears throat> so we drive back and i'm like okay that was kind of cool i'd like to have another experience so i go back a couple more times with her and then i told my daughter about it my daughter's like well i want to see it Okay, so I take my daughter, one of my friends, her two-year-old, no, not her two-year-old, her son, who was the same age as my daughter, and we drive down the road, and the car's jerking harder this time, and it felt different. I don't know how to explain it. It felt almost like it was a little bit ticked off. Okay. Like the whole road was ticked off because it was a stronger glow. And the wind was harder, but there was no storms. Right. I mean, this is just a summer evening in Texas. Usually there's no wind. 
and it felt like the wind was blowing at like 40 miles an hour. We go through the cemetery and everything, and it's the same feeling. Nobody hears anything. It's dead silent. You step back out, and it's quiet. You know, it's noisy again. And we leave. Well, I had to go get my car worked on. And I got my brakes, you know, done and checked. Mm -hmm. And when they rolled up my car, somebody actually, the guy came in and he asked me, he goes, why do you have handprints under your car? Who's been under your car working on it? And I'm like, nobody's been under my car in two and a half years. You know, I've driven that car through flood water and everything else. There shouldn't be fingerprints anywhere. And he goes, no, there's fingerprints. And I was like, you're kidding, right? He goes, no, no, come here. Let me show you. There are literally handprints that look like this around the axle of my car. Whoa. Wow. Uh, on either side, like a huge person had grabbed either right. side by the wheel and had been hanging on. Holy shit. You know? Like they had been doing push-ups with it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, strike that in the odd column. And I, we end up going to Fort Worth. We have her, two, my friend's two-year-old daughter. My, uh, she was eight. My eight-year-old daughter and her eight-year-old godbrother, with us. And when we came back from Dallas, there was a wreck on forty-five. And I'm like, well, I cut through Bowden Road. It connects. It'll kick me past the wreck. Well, we drove down it, and. We get about halfway down. We're halfway to where the cemetery is. And this is like a 10-mile road. I want to say it's about 10 miles total. And my goddaughter, who's two, was sitting in the front, in the middle seat in the back, in her car seat. And she starts coughing. And I'm like, what's wrong, sweetie? Do you need water? She's like, please tell the man to stop choking me. Whoa. That is exactly what she says, and her voice is all hoarse, like she's been hacking up her lung or something. And she goes, please tell the man to stop choking me. Oh, my God. And I'm like, gas pedal, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this is no longer good because my godson looked in, the rear, uh, looked in the back window and screamed. And I'm like, do I even look in the rearview mirror right now, or do I just concentrate on the road? And he goes, there's a man on the back of the car. Holy shit. Wow. And I'm like, gas pedal, go. Yeah, yeah. For I sure. am now doing about 50 down this dirt road. And my daughter looks off to her left and she goes, and this is like a cornfield. It's a huge mm-hmm. corn or wheat, some kind of tall, stucky thing. And she starts going, oh, God, mom. Oh, God, mom. I'm like, what, 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 what? She goes, there's torches in the field. And I went, what and i looked to my left and through the rows as you're going you could see the torches but there were no bodies there's no one holding this and i'm like gas pedal go and we get and, and my friend my friend in the front seat is currently having utter conniption fits and she's like this whole road's trying to kill my kids get off this road i'm like i'm trying and we get off the road and it all stops and we stop at this gas station that's you, you turn left on a road and it takes you up to the feeder road. And there's a gas station. It was closed. But I'm like, I can get in the trunk and get the kids some water and, you know, get out of the car, smoke a cigarette, calm down, maybe buy a beer so I can drink it when I get home. And the gas station's closed. So I'm digging around in the trunk to get the cooler out for the kids. 
and I hear a voice behind me and the guy goes, kids having a bad night. And I'm like, well, yeah. And, um, I turn around and I don't see the person it doesn't register that there's a person there. Cause so I figured he'd gone to his truck. And so I turned back around and kept doing it. And he goes, I see you went down Bowden road. And I turn around, there's no one there. I'm like, Okay, I'm having conversations with nothing. My brain is freaking out. So it sounds like uh, whatever it is is more active or more when there's kids around. Oh, it gets worse because literally I shut the trunk of my car. There's two perfect handprints on the back window on either side of where my goddaughter's sitting. Holy shit. And I'm talking male size handprints. Yeah, it sounds like it's a... You know, yeah. after children. Yeah. yeah, because whatever it was followed us home. For two years, all my electronics would turn on and off by themselves. Oh, shit. Holy cow. Anytime you said anything, anytime my daughter would walk in a room, nothing would work. Like the VCR would pop videotapes out when it was off and unplugged. Um, the TV came on and it was unplugged. I was like, I'm living in poltergeist. This is not yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It didn't follow us when we moved because I had a friend sage on my furniture before mm-hmm. I moved to Beaumont. So it didn't follow. And I did kill that VCR very viciously with a sledgehammer <laughs> and the TV. Just but, off of space on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it really did scare me because I never, I mean, I've lived in between cemeteries and neighborhoods for years. And I'm used to when storms run through or certain times of the year of seeing the shadows come through. They just come through and keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never had one take up residence in the house and go, hey, how you doing? I'm going to pop here for a while. Yeah. Wow. You know, if it's not family I don't know. It doesn't normally stay in my home. And it freaked me out so bad that I have the last time I went to demons road was 2003. And I have not been back since. So what you're saying is you want to go back there. (laughs) Actually, strangely enough, me and my daughter have been talking about going back. We Ryan and I are coming down time to party. So I got to say, this is absolutely kick ass that you're telling the story. And the reason why is because last year we did an episode on creepy cemeteries and this cemetery came up. The name of the cemetery is Martha Chapel Cemetery. Correct. Uh, Have you seen the Google images of the cemetery? Yes. So there is a really creepy photo on the internet right now of the Google street view going past the cemetery, you can actually see into the cemetery and you can see a little girl peeking out from around a tree. Yes. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. This is kick-ass that you told the well, story. What's crazy about that cemetery is you cannot find any history on that cemetery at all. The bodies that are there, you can look them up. You can find where they were born. You can find the fact that they died there, and that's it. Right. It is supposed to be a town that was there. You can't find any history on it. Wow. Do you happen to remember what what the dates on the tombstones were? Did you Um, look at them enough? Yeah, the latest I had seen at the time 
was um, 1910, I think, was the latest. Okay, so seen. early 1900s. Yeah. And then the earliest death date I saw was 1835. Wow. Wow. Now, I know <clears throat> if it is correct. I have a friend that used to do, he called himself a cemetery stalker, but basically he wanted to be a paranormal investigator. Um, he would go into different cemeteries. He actually found a whole nother burial ground on the backside of Martha Chapel. Okay. That is Native American. It is oh. not. It is not uh, in its colony. That could possibly explain some of the. A lot of it, yes. Yeah. And it can also explain why I felt comfortable inside the cemetery. Right. But not outside. Right. Because I have Cherokee and Blackfoot in me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so they may have sensed that I was calming and I wasn't there to harm. Wow. That's you know, awesome. That may have been part of it because I have, I've had other experiences. I've had experiences in the Travis, the old uh, Jeff Davis hospital when it was okay. abandoned. That is buried. Uh, that's over an Indian burial ground. They found that out. Okay. And also, they mass buried tuberculosis patients under it. Mm -hmm. See, yeah, I, yeah, that happens a lot. We're going to get in these conversations, but <laughs> I don't want to be here all night long. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I would does. love to be, but I have to be up at like way early, in, three o'clock in the morning. Whoosh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't want to rush through these. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't want to rush those to those. Somewhere I have somewhere in my stuff, and right now I'm currently moving, so like all my hard drives and stuff are currently packed up. But I'm going through my hard drive somewhere. I have the pictures that my friend took on an instant camera um, at Martha Chapel. Nice. Cool. You ever and come across those? You need to send them to me. I am desperately trying to find them because yeah. there are faces in them. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, he snapped it on an instant Polaroid, so you know it can't be altered. Awesome. Sweet. And one quick note, if y'all have to go. As far as the 1900 storm. I got all night. Well, this, this is quick and kind of really interesting. The Ike, Hurricane Ike, happened uh -huh. 108 years. And let's see, right, uh, five days after the 1900 storm. Dang. Wow. We were down there two weeks before I hit. And I used every to picture. To a radio station 108.5. <laughs> oh, every, no. every picture I have from that night on a digital camera has orbs in it. Wow. Every picture. And, and it could be dust, it could be whatever, but a lot right, of them are right. really, really bright mm -hmm. and really, really perfectly circular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's an interesting thing about orbs. I, I'm not a big orb person, uh, but I have seen a lot of photos of orbs, and some of these are very interesting because they actually look like they emit light. Well, videos, yeah. video is more is better for me than pictures of orbs right. because if, as, if you can tell that something has a distinct own light source, it's moving erratically right. and right. not in a path, it's usually a good sign of an orb, you know, Bugs will, you can tell when they're fluttering. Video is better for me, you know, just so I right. can, you know. Well, I found it interesting just because of the fact that, first of all, we were walking through cemeteries that are open down there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, 
every cemetery we went to was almost foggy and hazy. Yeah. yeah. And it was strange because the island felt different. It's almost like they knew something was coming. Oh, yeah. The yeah. island itself yeah. knew something was coming because normally I get on Galveston Island. I'm like, peace out, chill, relax, have fun. That night, I was anxious. I was like, every time we get on the road, I was waiting for that car wreck. You know, yeah. you're waiting for that cop oh, yeah. to pull you over for no reason. You know, you're just like, ah. And <sighs> that was my whole night. I didn't really enjoy the night because I was so anxious. And that's right. a whole nother conversation, too, yeah. about freaking yeah. sure. stuff being think it, synchronized. Well, I think it was just a warning from the island of, hey, you need to get off. Something's coming. Right. right. Yeah. 100%. But I found that, that's crazy. I found that very interesting. I see Hell a lot yeah. of more conversations coming. Yeah, yeah. Karen, you got to do this again with us, man. This was Anytime. very Anytime. Just let very me cool. uh, let me do it after the ninth because I got to move. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I'm moving into a house. You know, you can get a hold of us anytime. Yeah, um, we finally bought a house, so y'all gave me an excuse to take a break from moving. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Don't don't hang up. We'll we'll say bye after we don't do hang our up. Little... Yeah, not We're a problem. End this episode, guys. Uh, we want to thank Karen for uh, joining us tonight. She uh, has had some really cool experiences. Yeah, and, and we're gonna have more conversations. Yeah, we're too, gonna have so. even more uh, in depth conversations with her. So, thank you again, and. Um, Thanks, horror fan, for being out there for us. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah, you guys know that. Yeah. But um, more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it creepy.